Thanks, Stacy. Hi, Cam. How are you doing this morning? Good, Alan. How are we doing? I'm fine, thank you. Obviously, uh, the block punch is going to be a, a theme for the conversation, but I'm wondering in the three block punch this year so far, has there been a common theme as to what has happened, uh, either breakdown or players, and how do you fix them? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, in all honesty, Alan, it starts with me and just doing the fundamentals, techniques, and making sure the guys are you know, understanding what I'm asking for, what I'm looking for, and, you know, and just executing our techniques better. And, you know, it goes back to me and making sure I'm stressing that and coaching that effectively. And, you know, as long as we can start doing that and improve on our fundamental techniques, you know, we should be able to handle, you know, the pump protections. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Alan. Next question, Jim McBride, followed by Mike Reese. Hey, Cam. Hey, Jim. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago in Buffalo, the, the, the Bills uh, deactivated both their returners uh, for obvious reasons because of the wind. Uh, I suspect that'll be different this week. What do you see from those guys uh, when, when you watch them? Yeah, you know, uh, whether it's Stevenson or McKenzie, you know, both those guys are explosive, fast. You know, once they get the ball in their, in their hands, you know, they can, you know, stretch the field, you know, across the run east and west and put their foot in the ground and get vertical. Oh, that's definitely one thing that shows up. But they get to top speed within two steps, you know. So we got to force those guys to gather up, can't open up seams, you know, and let those guys get started. You know, once those guys get started, you know, and they're on the open field, they're really hard to tackle. So, you know, they've both had a really good returns. I mean, you can go back to preseason, they've had big returns. So they both are explosive players. So we've got to do a really good job of converging on them, holding our leverage, maintaining our lane spacing, and making sure, you know, we don't open up a seam. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, Jim. Our next question, Mike Reese, followed by Chris Ryan. Hey, Cam. Um, always good to talk with you. Um, one, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was when um, a punt rush team sort of executes a, a force. Um, and it's something I learned this year just from some of the, 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 the struggles in protection. And when, when they do that, like, wh wh how does that put stress on the punt protection unit? Well, it's twofold. You know, first off, obviously, you know, you got to emphasize the blocking. You know, those, those guys in the inside, we're, we're here to protect. That, and that, that's why I've got to make sure they understand that. I got to do a better job of coaching that. And the guys on the outside, you know, the gunners, they're there out there to cover. Um, you know, and, that, and that's the main priority. You know, obviously, if you don't get the punt off, then there is no coverage to the punt. So, you know, when it comes to like stressing it, and um, is anytime you, you know you're getting forced and rushing there, you have to stay in and protect it just a, you know, a half a second longer, you know, a second longer just to make sure, you know, you're not letting the guy go on or quick setting is the word I use um, where you're like flashing and going and you're suspect to a block. So we just got to do a good job of, you know, getting our footwork, setting back and striking, and then you have to sustain. And then there's a mental clock part of it as well. You know, you're not going to stand back there and block for four seconds, five seconds. It's not a pass play. You know, it's, you know, you're usually getting it off between two, two and a half seconds, um, you know, with the ball being operated from snap to punt. So there's a little bit of mental part of it. But, you know, anytime you're getting the hard forces or anything like that, you've got to emphasize just the protection on the inside first. And, and would I be accurate to say what we saw on that one, the, the, the one that was blocked, was, was a, like force or is that sort of something totally separate discussion? That's just something different, you know, honestly, Mike. Um, I mean, it goes back to just us and just doing our fundamentals and techniques. And, and you know, like I said earlier, it's going to go back to me, um, you know, and, and I got to get that part fixed. I got to do that. Um, in all honesty, it falls back on me, not the guys. Thanks, Mike. Our next question, Chris Ryan, followed by Bob Sosi. Hey, Cam, how are you? Good, Chris. How are we doing? Good. Um, a lot of times after games like that, we'll hear Bill 
talk a lot about we need to coach better and say it kind of on a, on a continuous basis. How does that hit somebody? Um, you know, particularly, you know, in, in your case, guys are putting you know so much work in. Um, how does it how does it hit you when Bill, you know, when Bill says that, not about just you guys, but also himself? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime that you know you don't go out and you execute well enough, you got to look at yourself in the mirror. Um, you know, what did you do to make sure the guys were ready to go? What did you do to make sure the guys were practicing properly? What did you do? put the guys in a, in a situation to execute. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, when guys go out there, they're doing what you're asking. They're trying to do everything you do. No one's going out there to deliberately make mistakes. So you got to look back at yourself as a coach and make sure you're doing everything and getting those guys ready to go. So I think it starts by looking yourself in the mirror and, hey, what did I do this week? What did I not do that I've normally done throughout this week if there was a case of that? Um, and just doing some self-reflection and saying, hey, I got to get these guys ready to go and making sure they're understanding what I'm coaching. Um, and understand they can execute. You know, you got to put the guys in a position to make the plays, and you got to put, put them in a position to be successful. And and I think that's part of it. When you look back at it, and you're talking about coaching, and it falls back on coaching. That's what it is. It's, it's your job to make sure the guys can do their job. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Next question, Bob Sosi, followed by Evan Lazar. Hey, good morning, Cam. Good morning, Bob. Appreciate your time today. Um, Question about kickoffs. I think in Jake's first two years, if memory serves, that he handled every kickoff, regardless of the situation, whether it was through the end zone or to kick it short directionally and whatnot. Yet we've seen Nick of late, I'm, I'm sure for a variety of reasons, kick off. In particular, what, what's involved in, in, in that decision and, and why Nick on that last kickoff in Indianapolis? Yeah, there's different things throughout the week that we talked through. Um, you know, some of it's practice related, like, you know, just functionality and, and where we are. Um, and it's also, you know, one good thing about having two guys that can kick off is a lot of teams as a kickoff return team, they're key in the kick. Um, what's his walk off? What's his approach? So now teams have to look at, you know, well, if it's this guy, and what if it's that guy, you know, and there's two different kickoffs, um, you know, with two different guys. And then, you know, maybe their approaches are shorter, longer distance. So you're just trying to create, you know, multiples that they're having to, communicate on the other end, um, you know, get that communicated where they don't know what's coming every single time, you know, and then situationally we decide, you know, sometimes we go with Nick, sometimes we go with Jake. That's kind of how it showed up in the game. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. And last question will be Evan Lazar. Hey, Cam, thanks for doing this. No problem. I wanted to ask you about um, the technique specifically on the punt block unit for the player right next to the long snapper on each side of the long snapper. Obviously, I think if I had it right, you know, Joe has his head down. So they, they those two guys kind of helped him a little bit, right? And then sort of get out to their block. Is that is that the correct technique? Yeah. Um, and, and also, you know, it just some techniques are different. depends on what team and, you know, what their punt protection philosophy are. So uh, if you ever break down a punt team and protection, it's a lot of times they're not the same per team. Um, you know, so for us, you know, it's definitely getting off the line of scrimmage and ready to strike our guys. But depending on the look we're getting, that can designate, you know, what their specific job and the responsibility is as well. So it's not just, hey, this every single time. Um, there's a lot more to it, you know, with the communication and, and relaying the calls. That can change, you know, whether the guy's going back across, whether he's coming out to a certain guy. So there's a little bit of the communication aspect of it. But, you know, obviously we want to just definitely get off the line of scrimmage, you know, do good footwork, do good fundamentals and post and strike right there in our protections. That's the main emphasis. Got it. Thank you. Thanks, Evan.